0: here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out. motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, and welcome to this motherhood simplified episode. I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first episode, welcome to the show. I'm Crystal Lockwood. I have five kids. You can, if you are watching the video version of this, you can see two of them in the background. And I help moms like you declutter their home and simplify their lives so that you can actually get out from under the messes, the never ending messes, the never ending cleaning up and actually do things in your life that you want to do. Not only having to do the things that you have to do. And if you are a repeat listener, thank you for showing up. I'm so glad you're here. Um, So today I'm excited to talk about a topic that's always relevant, but I feel like in 2022, it's even more relevant um, just as the world continues to do its thing and we all try to adjust and adapt to it. And that is this idea that holding onto your clutter because you want to be prepared and you don't want to have to go without and you want to have the things that you need is not the same as actually being prepared for a crisis. And I know that this is a, it's a nuanced conversation. It's a sensitive conversation to have right now. And so I want to let you know that the strong feelings are there and that's okay. And we can do this thing where we acknowledge those feelings and feel those feelings of intense worry or fear or struggle, You know, not knowing what to expect or what's going to be available, which is, you know, we've been kind of going on two years of like, what are we actually going to have available in in the supply chain, right? Like it's, those feelings are there and we can also bounce back over to our ability to think critically, right? Our logic. And it's, I think motherhood and life in general is a dance between these two things, our strong feelings and our critical thinking. And so I want to create that space for you to have those feelings. And I want to brainstorm with you today on what it means to actually be prepared and have things that you need versus just having a house full of clutter and stuff that makes moments of crisis even more difficult. And I've talked about this before. This isn't something new that I'm talking about, but I want to talk to you about it again. I've actually recorded an entire course on this called emergency preparedness as a minimalist. And I recorded it with the help of my grandma who. I mean, she had five kids growing up and I feel like she was probably what most people would describe as a minimalist. Um, but she always had everything. Like if you needed something, she was the one that you went to. She knew where it was. She had plenty for herself and her family and others. She managed it well. And I think that's what we all want when we want to be prepared for something, right? Like we want to know where our stuff is. We don't want to know how much we have. We want to make sure that the stuff that we do have doesn't go to waste or doesn't get ruined because it's buried under clutter or it goes bad and expires and we don't realize it. And so then when we do need it, we're like, oh, dang, like it's expired or it got wet or it's moldy and we can't even use it. And then in those moments of crisis or needing something, you you don't even have it. You thought you did and you don't. So what I think a lot of us end up doing and we all do it, so don't feel bad about it, is that we want to be prepared. And so we buy things because they're a good deal. We buy excess amounts because we don't know if, if or when we're going to be able to get more. I mean, we saw that very dramatically in 2020 with the toilet paper, right? Like they had to put limits on us because they're like, we don't know when we're getting more. And everyone's like, if there's toilet paper there, I'm going to get it all because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it again. And that is an example of our emotions taking over our critical thinking. We need both. We need our emotions. They keep us going. They give us insight into what decisions we need to be making. But we also need that critical thinking, right? I'm like, okay, so if there's no toilet paper, realistically, what am I going to do? What are the things that I can do instead? Um, and then what ends up happening? Because we want to be prepared and we want to have things like food and supplies and clothes and things that we might, we aren't sure how much we'll be able to have in the future is that we end up keeping all of it. And what that ends up doing is overwhelming us on a daily basis, meaning that in our day-to-day lives, we can't keep up on the basic tasks like laundry, dishes, toys, preparing food, um, you know, just getting through a day on a regular basis without feeling totally exhausted because we're managing all of this stuff. We have too much stuff to manage. And that is counterintuitive to actually being prepared. I give, um, I like to give the example of like a natural disaster, um, rather, um, than like, you know, let's just go with a natural disaster event. Okay. So You have all of these things you wanna be prepared because actually, you know what? The reason I'm giving this is because a lot of us think that being prepared or emergency preparedness is only preparing for natural disasters and that's not it. Being prepared is being prepared for anything that we'll talk about in a minute. But when we think of emergency preparedness, we're like, we need three months of food supply, right? Three months of water. We need blankets in case the power goes out. We need backup generators in case the power goes out and all of these things. And we are so overwhelmed on a daily basis. We already are buying a lot of our food. There's a statistic that runs around. I don't know exactly how true it is or how they measure this, but Americans waste about 40% of the food that they, that they purchase to consume. So when they say that, I'm like, are you talking about only grocery stores? Are you talking about if you go to a restaurant and you you don't take all the food home with you? Like, where are you getting that number from? But the point remains that we waste a lot of the food that we are purchasing to consume. We never consume it, it goes to the trash. And so if you are doing that, if you have pantries full of food that you don't eat, then it, you really cannot create a long-term food storage system because you're not even doing it on a daily basis. Does that make sense? Right? So one of the best ways to be prepared for a crisis or an emergency is to master your day-to-day life and your day-to-day home, which means decluttering your home so that you can get through your day and have open space, free time, extra energy to put into these things. Because when crisis happens, whether it's an acute crisis, like a a natural disaster, or a crisis like we've been living through for the last two years, you aren't going to have any extra time, energy, or space to be prepared for that crisis. And that's what we talk about in in the course that I've done with my grandma, emergency preparedness as a a minimalist. I talk about how to declutter your home and your space so that you can manage it on a day-to-day basis and have extra bandwidth to prepare for long and short-term strategies. And I want to talk about the different kinds of crisis, crises, crises that we might come up against as moms that we don't think about. Because that, if we know what kinds of things we can prepare for and should be prepared for beyond just natural disasters. I think it helps us get clarity and why decluttering is so essential, and what kinds of things we should actually have in the event of an emergency. So obviously, there's natural disasters, whether you know snow snowstorms, power outages, hurricanes, tornadoes general storms that we have in the midwest that's so just like it's just a storm like it's wind it's rain it's all the things floods um those are things to be prepared for i think those are the most obvious that people think of um the other things to be prepared for are illness or injury of you know you or the other adult in your home if somebody as a chronic illness how are you going to be prepared for that one of the best ways to be prepared for that and i've seen that with friends and family is to have your home decluttered so that it's easy for you to maintain and have extra time and energy to care for either yourself who is injured or ill or your partner or your child who is injured or ill right that takes a lot of your time and energy and If you're spending it all just trying to keep your house cleaned up and organized and caught up in laundry dishes, toy messes, you just don't have that bandwidth. Another kind of crisis is a financial crisis. What if you or your spouse lose a job, right? Or you have unexpected expenses that just completely drain you. Um, You know, that often goes hand in hand with an illness or an injury. But how are you going to be prepared for a financial crisis? Um, A lot of times for me, the way that I have shifted, the way that I prepare for emergencies and events is not to keep a bunch of supplies and spend my money on a bunch of supplies that I may or may not need. It's to have a stockpile of liquid cash that I can turn into supplies, right? Even if the supply chains are low, I've got some cash where I can spend the little bit of extra that I need in order to get what I need. So, I've found a lot of comfort and security in not putting my resources into piles of things, but having cash reserves. And um, I know that's a, a, another difficult conversation to have with people, especially the way that the last two years have gone, where the economy is insane. It's just, it's intense, it's difficult, it's challenging. And it affects people differently, right? We're all in our own situations, but I have found that that's that's what I like to focus on is rather than finding security in stuff, finding security in my own resourcefulness, my own finances, my own personal empowerment in what I can do and how I can support myself and how I can be creative and problem solve and improvise and make things work um, rather than just having piles of stuff in my home that I feel should make me be prepared, but they really don't. Um, so the financial, the financial preparedness, you know, preparing for life events like an illness or an injury or a job loss or even things like government that, you know make decisions and put restrictions on us that we can't control, but we have to deal with, like being prepared for those kinds of things matter a lot. And those are, you know, the things that we're likely to come up against too. You know, maybe it's a divorce, maybe it's a separation, maybe it's moving across, you know, having to move to a different house. So many things that are more likely to happen than a natural disaster that require more than just piles of stuff. So that got a little bit rambly. But I hope that it was helpful for you in shifting the way that you view being prepared in your home and piles of stuff, Um, the way that clutter really, you know, it's, you know, we think it's going to make us prepared. We think it's going to give us that security, but oftentimes it's in the way it's in the way of us problem solving. It's in the way of us. Oh man, my cat just knocked over my plant. It's in the way of us (laughs) getting what we actually need in the event of an emergency. And if you want more support in figuring out how to do this, how to master your day-to-day living, your day-to-day clutter, the day-to-day stuff that you have in your home, and then create long-term plans for emergencies and being prepared, you can get my mini course Emergency Preparedness as a Minimalist. It's in the description of this video or podcast episode, wherever you're listening And it will help you. It's very, it's super low cost. It's like under $10, I think, because to me, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) Like, why am I going to, I can't justify selling you something for, you know, hundreds of dollars to help you be prepared in these ways. Um, But at the end of the day, I do have a business. So I think it's like $9 or something. Um, But you can check the link for that. And I hope that you find it valuable. If this was a helpful episode for you, I would love it if you shared it with your friends tag me on your Instagram stories. I love to see when you are listening to these podcast episodes and how they were helpful for you. Um, it not only helps me and my business, but it also helps your friends, right? Maybe they see it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to be prepared. And I still want to declutter. Like I didn't even know it was possible. And now I know it is. Um, so it helps us all. It helps us all by you sharing that. And I, My kids now, they are freaking out because the cat knocked over my plan. There's a big mess. So I will see you all on next week's episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist.